0: Have you seen the Martin Luther King Jr. Monument in Washington, D.C.? Several of his quotes surround his statue. We shall overcome because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. I have the audacity to believe that peoples everywhere can have three meals a day for their bodies, education and culture for their minds, and dignity, equality, and freedom for their spirits. We must come to see that the end we seek is a society at peace with itself, a society that can live with its conscience. I was walking in the National Mall in 2011, not knowing much about where anything was, and when I ran into that statue... I was filled with tears of appreciation for this amazing American and visionary, who certainly had flaws, but also is one of the great heroes in our history. This is reflected in what King would call his favorite sermon, The Three Dimensions of a Complete Life, a talk he would often give once a year and evolve over time. And King would tell us, if we can get all three of these things in balance, we can live a whole life. He called it the length, the breadth, and the height of life the length of life King labeled as self-interest. Decades later, RuPaul would declare, Honey, if you can't love yourself, how can you expect to love somebody else? And she's right, right? We can't live a fulfilling life if we can't care for ourselves, if we can't love ourselves, if we aren't willing to choose for ourselves and not against ourselves. In a time of rash egotism, where people seem more and more self-centered, We also seem to be living in a time of great self-contempt. We judge ourselves unworthy and secretly berate ourselves. Idiot! As the Buddhist teacher Sherry Huber said, if someone were to treat you the way you treat yourself, you would have gotten rid of yourself a long time ago. And this is what King wants us to know. At that time, he also wanted his audience to know that black is beautiful, that they should be proud of who they are, and also that there was great dignity in being of the working class. The goal King would share is to be the best whatever you are. He tells the story in being in math class, and another student only needed an hour to study for the test. So Martin thought he could study for an hour. But it didn't work. He had to realize that his friend was simply better at math than he was. That didn't take away from his specialness, however. King shares, and when you discover what you will be in your life, set out to do it as if God Almighty called you to this particular moment in history to do it, Don't just set out to do a good job. Set out to do such a good job that the living, the dead, or the unborn couldn't do it any better. If it fails your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metropolitan Opera. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine at the top of the hill, be a shrub in the valley. Be the best little shrub on the side of the hill. And he quotes the words of Douglas Malick, if you can't be a highway, then just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. King tells us that the breadth of life is service to others. You can't live a meaningful life without being of service. And in my own life, I have learned more about myself through service than any other medium. I don't really know about you, but I've only truly found myself when I have, in a sense, lost myself in service to another person, or a cause greater than myself. The true joy in life is the blessing that comes in being a blessing. I know of no better medicine, no quicker way to warm the heart or remember the truth, or just forget the BS than to be of service. King says, a man has not begun to live until he can rise above the narrow confines of his own individual concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. And to me, this doesn't mean you have to go protest on the street or go on some foreign service trip. You can open the door for a stranger, or volunteer to help kids. You can make an intention to honor a co-worker or share a thank you to your barista. For these connections, those recognitions, that is what life is all about. King says, There will be a day. The question won't be, How many awards did you get in life? Not that day. It won't be, How popular were you in your social setting? That won't be the question that day. It will not ask, How many degrees you've been able to get? The question that day will not be concerned with whether you went to more house or whether you went to no house. The question that day will not be, How beautiful is your house? The question that day will not be, How much money did you accumulate? How much did you have in stocks and bonds? The question that day will not be, what kind of automobile did you have? On that day, the question will be, what did you do for others? The final dimension of a complete life is faith in God. Self-interest, service to others, faith in God. King tells us that there are two kinds of atheists. The first are folks who logically come to the conclusion that there is no God. King seems to respect this. The second is someone who affirms God with their lips, but denies him with their lives. This is so easy for me to do to make God a concept instead of a living reality. Sometimes I can go a whole week or month being a practical atheist. Are we related to something infinite, or not? King's first great protest movement was in Montgomery, Alabama. Rosa Parks had decided to not move to the back of the bus, and King went and quickly became the leader of the bus boycott. It worked well for a while, especially with a ride-share program, but some of the city officials were creative in their tactics. The officials decided that in order to do ride shares, you would have to get a business license, and if you didn't have one, you could be arrested. At times, King Spirits would obviously get down. There was an old woman by the name of Sister Pollard who would attend his Monday night meetings, and on one particular evening, Martin just wasn't feeling it. She called him over that evening and said, "'What's wrong with you? You didn't talk well tonight.' "'I'm fine,' Martin answered. "'Did those white people get to you? What's the matter with you?' I'm fine, King answered again. The truth was that it was all getting to him. Sister Pollard asked him to listen. I want you to know we is with you, and even if we was not with you, God is with you. It was a simple but profound message for King to remember, that no matter what, God is with him. Now where this sermon becomes truly brilliant for me is that it is the three dimensions of a complete life. They have to go together. Some people have radical self-interest down, but that's it. What happens to them? They become greedy, survivalist, cruel. They won't hesitate to push someone down if it means pulling themselves up. Then there are those people who serve others but do so to the degree that they lose themselves in it. These are the martyrs, the sacrificers, those who suffer so others can do well. Now, you can't really put down someone who serves others, but would it not be best to serve others by thriving ourselves? Can I tell others to thrive if I myself won't thrive? God wants the highest and best for all. And lastly, if all you have is a belief in talking about God, you can lose that Christian call to bring about the kingdom of God into this world. King says You may not be able to define God in philosophical terms. Men through the ages have tried to talk about him. Plato said that he was the architectonic good. Aristotle called him the unmoved mover. Hegel called him the absolute whole. Then there was a man named Paul Tillich who called him being itself. We don't need to know all of these high-sounding terms. Maybe we have to know him and discover him in another way. One day you ought to rise up and say, I know him because he's a lily of the valley. He's a bright morning star. He's a rose of Sharon. He's a battle axe in the time of Babylon. And then somewhere you ought to just reach out and say, He's my everything. He's my mother and my father. He's my sister and my brother. He's a friend to the friendless. This is the God of the universe, and if you believe in him and worship him, something will happen in your life. You will smile when others around you are crying. This is the power of God. Embrace the length, the breadth, and the height of your life, and find your life more complete and in alignment with greater truths.